0: Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle
1: Mandreau. And I'm talking with Katie Hamilton Schaefer, founder of Feast Network and Feast It Forward. She is also featured in Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. Katie, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for joining me. And and thank you for
2: including me in on the book. I, I have to say it's an honor to be included, you know, obviously alongside yourself and all these inspiring, incredible women. So uh, it's it's very fun, and, and I, feel, I feel very blessed to be in it. So thank you.
1: I'm glad that you are a part of it. You've got a pretty incredible story. So let's dive in and let people know what you're all about.
2: It's hard to give an elevator pitch for, for my company, but I always like to start with You know, growing up, I was the typical tomboy with the brother wanting to skateboard, have lemonade stands and sling at garage sales and kind of manage my own stuff. Um, Wanted to go to culinary school in college, but they didn't have a soccer team. And since I had been playing soccer on the circuit, traveling around the country nearly my whole life, decided to accept a soccer scholarship in college, so played uh, at San Diego State. And then... in an odd odd summer decided that I wanted to enter a country music contest, which I ended up uh, going to the national competition and decided after going to Nashville and cutting a demo that that was not the direction I wanted to head. So I put my cleats back on and played semi-pro for about a year and a half and then moved to Napa Valley to fulfill that culinary uh, love and dream, having not gone to culinary school. And it, it was when I was working as my uh, now mentor working at a winery led me to this path of how can I combine every single bit of my passions, which happened to be food, wine, music, philanthropy, and sports, and create a concept that could give back for the good, but also you know a real marketing engine and platform. Sure. And there, there's a lot of other little things in between there too, <laughs> starting a wine brand and helping establish Wine, Women, and Shoes with Elaine Honig. But yeah, so that's kind of my, my very quick story that I can certainly elaborate on.
1: <laughs> so I know that when you first landed in the Napa Valley, you had this desire to work in the culinary field and be the next Martha Stewart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you think you could be the next Martha Stewart?
2: Growing up I always wanted to entertain. I always wanted to not necessarily be be the, the lead act in the show, but I wanted to entertain people and and have fun and, and incorporate everything I love to do. And I used to write letters to Martha as a little girl or whoever managed her PR team at the time. I, I feel really should have written a letter back because I did. I took the time to, to write letters to her fan base and say, I want to be you. You know, I, I want to create a lifestyle brand, but but for the good. And I by no means am in, <laughs> in, on, on her level, but I think that from a lifestyle standpoint and, and what I'm creating and have created thus far, that she is that pillar of success and something that, that I,
1: I wish to be. So are you saying you never got a reply from Martha? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Wow. Well, and she's like the epitome of etiquette, right? And hospitality. <laughs>
2: Exactly. But who knows, you know, (laughs) millions of letters, um, but you know, I was able to work with a producer, I don't know, eight years ago who worked with her on set on her show and gave me her address. And I did ship her a bunch of feast it forward goods with a letter. And and I did say, "I, I used to write you letters as a little girl. And one day I think we will do something together and I wish you the best. And I didn't get a reply to that either, but it did go straight to her home. So Martha, if you're listening... Yeah, I want a damn reply. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you have a nice collection, if you will, of chefs that you've been working with since you've formed Feast It Forward and your Feast Network. Let's just talk about the business and the great group of people that you do work with and you've had great success with.
2: The idea and concept for, for Feast Network was years ago, my my mission and, and goal was to sign with Syndication that that doesn't need to be named that has a food uh, a food name in it, <laughs> and and be be a host on on that syndication. And it became apparent that if I went in that direction, that that I I would really be owned and told what to do, uh, working with the sponsors and talent that that they chose. So. Feast Network was my way of, of, with my team at the time, creating a way to be able to entertain, um, but work with a rally of chefs and celebrities and A-listers, so, so we're our own production company, creative team, production team. Um, if you go to feast.network, you can see an array of shows, uh, including Jacques Pepin, um, Home Cooking with Jacques Pepin, which is a wonderful series we shot. Um, the Table, which was shot in the Hamptons, all about tablescaping. So for six years, uh, you know, my crew and I were filming around the country establishing a web-based network. You know, you don't need to go to television. You can click on Feast.network and watch all of our produced shows. And then it became apparent that I wanted to have a living and breathing tangible space. And so that that was when, uh, after two years of construction, built the studio by Feast It Forward from the ground up. Um, where the moment you walk inside the doors, everything you touch, feel, and experience is a sponsor of the network. And I I say that in in regard to literally everything from the toilet to the sinks to the furniture, the fixtures, the art, the guitars. It is one big sandbox for brands to play and engage with absolutely no competition. Upstairs is now our film studio kitchen, where I go live with all of these touted chefs and, and musicians and celebrities and that live audience gets to pay a ticket fee that goes back to the charity of choice of, of whom I'm hosting. So it's just a really fun way to give back, but also offer a platform for these talents to live stream with me. And it's also a big
1: showroom for brands to engage the consumer in a customer centric opportunity. So how are you finding your talent and your corporate engagement sponsors?
2: It took me two and a half years to fill every category while we were building the studio, you know, everything from countertops to appliances, fixtures. And that was me hustling and calling brands and saying, Hey, monogram appliances, I want you to be my official master appliance sponsor. I don't want to go to the other guys, right? I want you to own this category. And so that that's just been me hustling. And, and, you know, we work with everyone from Gibson guitar to Microsoft to That's hustling. And then from a a chef and and talent standpoint, I spent time in the music industry. I I played soccer at a semi-professional level and being in Napa Valley are also surrounded by so many well-established names. So I think it's, I have the gift to gab and the networking opportunity um, has, has lended myself that ability to be able to, to tap into, I think, any industry that that I wish to get my hands on
1: so if someone's interested in partnering with you what's the best way for them to pursue yeah that? email
2: me <laughs> get in touch with me I mean I'm I'm a, a one-man show when it comes to marketing sponsorship and and experiential opportunities so yeah it's really just a matter of I think the buck stops here right that I, I've always loved to create and craft and, and create these visions on my own without having to knock on someone's office and say hey can we do this right and I think that, that that really allowed me the opportunity to survive during such a rough time. The pandemic put so many people in this box and with the ability to have a large outdoor space and property and and make decisions on my own I was I was very lucky to, to have the space that I do to be able to build upon.
1: What's some of the best advice that you've received and who's kind of helped you or mentored you along the way? Rick Moonen uh, is is an incredible chef the
2: godfather of sustainability he's been by my side through through thick and thin you know obviously having watched Jacques Pepin growing up and then having that opportunity to work with him and and Claudine and Raleigh are just incredible resources and people that I consider dear friends that I respect and look up to and 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 I think that just having advocates from girlfriends (laughs) you know just as simple as sitting down and and speaking of wine country women, you know, having a glass of wine and just, you know, bullshitting. I don't know if you can curse on the show, but, you know, <laughs> just having that, that ability to talk and, and vent and support each other. And I think that that really came through with sitting down and be able to love your family and your your kids and spend more time together. And I think that is my best advice is that I've never been one to take no for an answer. I actually am completely fueled by no. If I hear no, then then I know I'm going to win because I'm on to the next thing. I think that you just have to be your best advocate and love and support the things around you and and learn from all your experiences.
1: Top moment of your career so far?
2: Well, obviously working with, with Jacques <laughs> was was a, a very top moment. But I think surviving the S Show is has been a top moment. I mean, I I'm expanding. To the whole back property, so we're going to have tripled footprint. Construction starts this this week, actually. So, you know, I think that a, a top career moment is is that I I feel like I've made it, and and, and not from like a a name touting standpoint. It's more of like I am living. I wake up every morning so invigorated and excited to get on my computer and and talk to people and make things happen that. You know, I I don't work. I I live life, and there is that balance because I love everything I do. Everything so I think my, do, right? yeah, my yeah, my top moment is is where I'm at. My I'm living every day doing what I love, and so I was absolutely you know so inspired working with Jacques and Claudine and Raleigh, and and continue to work with Rick, but being able to create my vision that I doodled on a piece of paper ten ten years ago to see it come to life is my top moment.
1: Well, I was going to ask you what drives you, but I kind of feel like you just answered it. I mean, the fact that you're doing something that you love keeps you going. I draw all of my ideas and visions. And so I keep this book that's
2: an evolving um, evolving doodle, per se, of, of all of my ideas. And so I think that that's kind of my book of inspiration that I continue to go back to. So I never lose course of, you know, I mean, the, when you you know this you know when 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 you make a name for yourself and you start working with with some who's who there's always going to be naysayers and finger pointers and i think that i have to you know hear more of the clapping and and mute the booing and i get inspired by looking at that that book and then that continued conversation with all of these influencers that i respect for them to say you know wow like this is so cool and not that i'm patting myself on the back but i just i I live off of people, you know, I get emotional when people come in, everyone from just like a five-year-old wanting to buy lemonade at our stand or a mom having a glass of wine because she's hanging out with her girlfriends to like a 90th birthday party celebration in our audience. There, it's just there's something for everyone and to see these different ages and souls and colors come through of, of all creed and culture, it's it's just, I feel like I'm one big sandbox to celebrate everybody and that's what that's what drives me and I don't think that anybody can let me down when I have that
1: you are so talented I'm you're a musician you're an artist <laughs> you know you're a hard worker you're an entrepreneur where do you attribute all of this <laughs> all of these skills uh, from where did you know, it come I mean, from I, katie
2: i don't call it skills i think it's tapping into what you can do i mean i think everybody Am I could I be LeBron James? No, I can pick up a basketball and try to shoot it, but I could certainly try. I mean, I I think that so many people are cornered into what they know they can do or and they're not thinking about what they might be able to do and I, so I feel mm, like I'm always statement. My parents always like, you know, I never got fourth place trophies, but but they always supported me and said, do it, you know? And I, I feel like um, I, I've been very lucky to have a family, especially a husband that supports me. Not to say that it's been, a, you know, a horribly difficult road to get here, but I've always known I can see around corners and that if I wanna try something, I'm gonna try it. And that, and I feel like to be an entrepreneur, you have to be that wartime general to, to, to know that you might get shot Mm-hmm. you know, in the face and that you're going to fall down. But you have to know that you're on the front lines willing to die to try. <laughs> and I, right. to try. And and so I feel like I've never been scared to try something. And and so when I went after the singing thing, you know, I'd I'd never sung before. I'd sung in the shower, but I I love to entertain and I was playing soccer and it was like, why not? You know, and I didn't think that it, that it would go anywhere. And then it actually went somewhere. I was like, you know what? Like, why can't more people have that? I mean, it's easier said than done, but I I just feel very, I have a drive that can be ob- obnoxiously relentless, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like so many people aren't as lucky to just wake up and be like, God, this is awesome, you know? And and I mean, my dad even says he doesn't want to, he doesn't know what he wants to do when he grows up, you know? And, and I feel like I, I've been able to tap into something that being an athlete and, and losing, is that i'm used to losing because you don't win every game and so um i'm I'm okay with that and i think that's what that's totally what fuels me
1: well were your parents entrepreneurs and athletes and artists
2: my dad um was an incredible athlete my mom had an interior design Mm. business and so you know i i think i got that decorating cooking side from my mom which you know now translates into the the studio especially having that being kind of a showroom location i think that more people should should walk in with confidence instead of leaving it at the door you right. know and and i, I, I it, again it's much easier said than done but i do feel like i could tackle the world in the sense that i think that passion can be perceived many times as conceited or or overly confident but i'm just like dude we're we're here like do it (laughs) you know live it live it up and and don't put your family at risk certainly which you know speaking of it it takes a lot to to go after things and sometimes you do get left in the dust you know entrepreneur road can suck sometimes Mm -hmm. and it you know you you got to just look at the light at the end of the tunnel and I I wish for anybody that that they could just at least have that confidence walking in the door and, and and I feel lucky to to always feel
1: that. Well, you definitely have, and you've you've really grown the Feast brand to a great place. What's ahead? I know that you mentioned that you're building out some of your property. So let's talk about what's ahead. Basically, the studio, which for those of you that have
2: not been, is, is in the Oxbow District, uh, just beside the Oxbow Commons. And so the studio is our experiential showroom for all of our on-camera sponsors where everything you see you can buy and then upstairs is our network show for a live audience where 14 wineries call this place home, so they're kind of the coat can in our movie. So the studio now will be attached to the back parcel, giving us uh, an address to First Street. And that is going to be the yard by Feast It Forward and the parlor by Feast It Forward. And let's just and the- say that you are
1: in the town of Napa and you're near Napa River. Exactly, yeah. So we're,
2: we're right next to to the Oxbow Market, the, the Culinary Institute at Copia, uh, the Wine Train, Um, So we're, you know, we're in the heart and thick of it. And that the yard is going to be one big year round festival, it's going to have a stage, um, shipping container pop up activations, beer garden lounges. Um, So you know, the way I intend this to space to be is when you go to South by Southwest or Bottle Rock, you see these large brands and companies activating a stage or a tent. And now I will have a large outdoor venue attached to the studio that will offer a space for all of our brands to create a year round conversation. I mean, it's really gonna be a much larger sandbox, as I call it, for these brands to play while people are eating and drinking and the furniture you sit on you can buy and the pillow or the lights ahead of you. It's gonna be one big year round activation and the parlor is a a real
1: private boutique for our, our club members. And when do you hope to complete that?
2: Painting starts. Uh, this started this week, and I intend on we're, we'll be celebrating our three-year anniversary in July. So, the parlor won't be complete, but the yard will be complete. So, um, July of this year.
1: And what will the capacity be?
2: I'm partners with Another Planet and Blue Note in the Oxbow River stage. So, all of our talented musicians that play in that stage will be uh, looking to get to play on our stage. So, you know, we'll be able to hold a couple hundred people.
1: Oh, great yeah well how exciting Um, so this summer it'll kick off
2: it'll kick off and i you know i think that the silver lining here is and i i say this lightly because so many people were hurt from from covid and businesses closed and people's lives were changed forever but um you know from the silver lining for me is had covid not happened i i don't think i would be able to establish this back property because i'm I'm astroturfing this entire parking lot and and turning it into this outdoor experience, right? So pre-COVID, you know, any city official would say, "No, you can't <laughs> you can't right. cover a parking lot, right?" I think that that people are just having to think in different ways and mm-hmm. and this is allowing me on a positive note. I'm very excited and and the ultimate goal is is to open in other countries, uh, other cities around the country. So, you know, you would see the art and the studio by pieced it forward in say Nashville and Austin and et cetera. So Great. this is the first of many.
0: Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com.
1: Well, let's move on to your personal life. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Davis, Davis, California, UC Davis,
2: okay. um, just 20, 20 minutes or so from the capital, it's much smaller town when i when i grew up, but my uh, father is still there with my stepmom and my husband's parents are there and it's it's just a a sweet beautiful town that has definitely evolved since i grew up there but but i love it. You are a Californian. When i do interviews people will say god you you strike me as a east coaster cuz you talk fast <laughs> and you curse. <laughs> So, you know, I... Well, you have I, them I, I, bold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not your typical California girl. I think that maybe I, in a previous life, was born on the East Coast, but I am a, a California girl.
1: Fast forward, you're in Napa. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? What is your decorating style, your color scheme? <laughs> well, yeah,
2: my home is very different from the studio, which... Because people, you know, I designed it like like an interior designer. It's like beautiful. And then you come to my home and there's Legos everywhere. Uh, there's kitchen sets. There's, you know, two-year-old high heels. You know, my home is not my dream home because we have a, a, a four and a seven-year-old that really own the home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, we, we try to keep it as clean as we can. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful disaster in our home. And I, I hopefully someday we will be able to take everything I've done at, at, at my location and turn it into a dream home. But for now, yes, you see coffee cups and and sippy bottles and um, princess dresses and Legos scattered that I tend to step on and
1: scream. Do you have a favorite room?
2: Um, Does that exist? You know, my kitchen. I mean, I, I decompress in the kitchen. You know, okay. it's, it's my yoga. It's my meditation. You know, after a crazy long day, I still come home and cook a meal, uh, you know, unless it's a, a late night and we have an event at the studio. But that is my, you know, open open that bottle of wine and decompress. That's my meditation. So I'd say the kitchen is is
1: absolutely my favorite room. When you kick back and relax, who are you listening to? What kind of music?
2: Gosh, you know, blues, soul, jazz, Susan Tedeschi, Bonnie Raitt. I run the gamut, you know, I mean, sure, I'll occasionally put on some, some uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I, think, <laughs> I think it's whatever mode I'm in. I, and, and sometimes when I'm in the kitchen, I, I will, when the girls are playing and maybe my husband's watching something while I cook, I'll, I'll put my headphones in and, and listen to podcasts. That is, I think podcasts and what you're doing especially is, it's so awesome. You know, I mean, I'll, when I drive, that's my thinking place. I, I listen to podcasts.
1: Well, there's so many to choose from oh, and so, so many, many great ones so many so, so many yeah I, I almost have to laugh to ask this question do you have a hobby? do you collect anything? did you do something unusual as a child that you can tell us about
2: i well, I collect wine <laughs>
1: <Drink>. <laughs> well, of course I more than I you're in wine country
2: I... <laughs> it sounds weird but I, I collect um, notebooks that that I write and doodle. You know, again, I, I was the kid that I don't know how I passed college, it's probably it's probably because I played sports and got by, uh, you know, and they have to pass you when you're (laughs) playing. But I, I don't I hate reading. I hate, hate reading. So I draw, you know, I collect notebooks to doodle and draw and you know, all of my business plans are, are is artwork. So that is an odd odd thing I collect, but I think that um, I go back to those drawings and they're super useful. Something I did as a kid, I mean, I would paint little kids' rooms. I, I had a, a business as a kid painting kids' rooms, so I'd paint like murals in their rooms, and I would host lemonade stands with my girlfriends and try to make money. Yeah, but that's really kind of the only thing I collect right now besides liquor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's pretty, That's pretty common, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's one or two things on your bucket list? Having
2: lunch or dinner with Gary V. Um, he he is, is somebody that I email him at ten oh five every Thursday and Okay, why ten oh five? Because five was my number in college on my jersey and his favorite number is five and it's right before I have to pick up my daughter from school. Okay. So it just was a number that yeah. So I email him every Thursday. I never get a response. Oh my or goodness. You have haven't.
1: this, this, um, historically speaking, people don't get back to you. <laughs> well, so what's funny you say, historically speaking, the the subject title is historical correctness,
2: your future friend in Napa Valley. Oh, okay. um, and because he did a talk at one point and was talking about being historically correct. When I when I say I'm going to do something and it's not on a contract, my, my husband works in risk insurance management, and so, mm. you know, he has the uh, parachute properly packed on the edge of the cliff where I just jump and go, I'll find a way to fly. <laughs> um, I when I say that I feel I'm going to do something, like I'm totally putting it out in the universe and feel with every confidence that I'm going to do it. So. My bucket list, which I know will happen, is I will have lunch or dinner with Gary B and talk about how I can support the brands he works with. And, you know, I think he would love what I'm doing because it taps into every single facet of experience and content that, that he is about. My bucket list is, is really to create a brand that can embrace every single person from a, like I said, a five-year-old to a 90-year-old of, of every color and culture. And, and make people feel good about it and maybe offer a little more inspiration and confidence to those people saying, wow, I'd love to do something, but just don't get around to it. And, and hey, look what I did. So it's kind of a weird bucket list, but I just feel like that would make me the most, like I've succeeded because I, I'm happy where I'm at, but I, I want to create a name that can establish this give back culture.
1: Well, let's wrap things up with what I like to call five quick questions. They're very lighthearted. You ready? Yeah. Okay. What kind of car do you drive? A a Honda Pilot. What's your favorite flower? Ooh, um, dahlias. Who was the last person you wrote a personal handwritten note to? Uh, I just wrote Jacques Pepin a card. Literally yesterday I bought
2: a shoebox shoebox card at Target.
1: If you were a crayon, what color would you be?
2: Oh, definitely yellow. Like, uh, always bright and positive.
1: And what is your favorite holiday? Oh God, that's hard. It's gotta be Christmas. I mean, I have so many (laughs) fond memories of Christmas. Okay, Katie, so much fun to talk with you today. I enjoyed the conversation. Oh, thanks for having me,
2: Michelle. And again, thank you. And for for those listening, please go out and buy the book and support all of these incredible, inspiring women because it's, it's the year of the woman, man. Let's, let's do it.
0: <laughs> Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.